what I do. <laughs> it's what I do. But now, once again, I, I do thank you guys. And like I said, I would like to turn this into a monthly discussion, wherever the case may be, you guys schedule and permit. Because, I, I, like I said, the questions, we're not going to be able to get to everybody. But I do want to, you know, make people comfortable and say, okay, I know that when those guys are on, I'm going to learn something I didn't know before. Right. You know, so. Just waiting for the notification. And then also, um, whatever you guys are promoting, wherever they can find you, like I'll, I'll shout yourselves out all the time. Like just, it's not, like I said, it's not about me. I want people to be able to find you guys off this platform if need be, so. The sheriff of red, what is that red? Man, listen, I'm a huge, <laughs> huge hatefully. I love that's one of my favorite movies. Like, if it's on, I'm I'm sitting down to to, to watch it. You know, it's just um, I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan, but that movie, I don't know why. It just I don't know why. And then Walter Goggins with his real life racist, he just played that shit too well. I was like, I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know you know who played a racist too well? Man, Stone Cold and Longest Yard. Like when he was talking to Nelly, that was I was not like, acting. Hold up. I was like, that, hold was not, up. That, that was not acting. Even <laughs> when I was watching, uh, what movie was it? Was it Crash and Sandra Bullock? And I was like, well, Brandon Fra- Fraser. I was like, that's not acting. That's not acting. <laughs> 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 that's not acting. <laughs> they didn't. Oh, they, they, there, there was no. What's my line? No, they knew their lines. Oh yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh man! So is this, right, so, is this streaming on um, this is YouTube. YouTube, yeah. So where if you want to blast it, link it to whatever you guys um, site you want to use. By all means, please so do. It's under, it's under Sheriff of Red. Oh, you know what? Just put super. It's a super slot okay. seventy five. Okay. Got yeah. Yeah, with StreamYard, you know, you can change a name, and I just be every few months I'll change it out to something different. So, okay. And then, of course, YouTube being YouTube, they they send out the notifications when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, people slowly kind of find their way in, you know. But we're live, so. Um, Brothers, I, I humbly thank you guys for uh, giving me your time and your wisdom to share with the, the people tonight. Please uh, introduce yourselves and tell us um, how we got here. All right. I am the foreign national born natural A6. Y'all know me from my channel. Y'all might have saw Sly uh, post a <laughs> video about like three, four months ago when I got pulled over by the police officer. And I gave him the passport card. And there was a whole bunch of this, that, and the third. Um, they ended up putting the handcuffs on me. And I guess they ran the, the passport finally. The guy was probably a rookie. I kind of felt like he was green. And then they came back and said, uncuff him, please. And they, I, had, I had no uh, uh, valid plates on my car. I had a plate from uh, – I had got off eBay. <laughs> like, the, I think it was a month before from New Hampshire. And I just put it on just to test it. And this is when I first, you know, really started getting out there and getting my hands dirty. So um, that's when that happened and the whole thing went down. And he ended up not even giving me a ticket. He just gave me a warning, so – that was it. But, yep, that's where uh, you probably first saw me. Had a lot of you guys came over to my channel from Slides. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, and I'll pass it over to Knowledge Well. All right. Yeah. So um, I have a YouTube channel, Knowledge Well Media. 
Uh, some of you may have visited there. Um, we also have Knowledgewell University, where um, I teach trust, uh, and trust courses and trust education, um, where we can help you put that trust together for you at the end of that uh, three, what is it, three week course. And then uh, also we have Amarnet Law, where we actually get our hands dirty um, and uh, dealing, we'll get more into that later, but dealing with the issues that people may run into uh, from a legal perspective or a lawful, you know, a lawful perspective. Um, and then we have the um, American National Consulate, uh, wherein the American na uh, Nationals, and you'll learn more about that as well, um, basically call home, okay? And uh, it's important that we understand the difference between legal and lawful, and uh, hopefully we'll get into that as well. But that's where you would find me over there. Um, it's American Nat Con. Uh, Proton Mail at Proton Mail and then Knowledge Well, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. And uh, I go by the name uh, uh, Juris Generous. Juris Generous. Um, A6, let me go to you real quick. And because you are officially the first person that I had can say that went through the process dealing with the cops, because the, 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 the phrase we always use is never hold court in the streets. And I, I'm watching, I'm just cringing. I'm like, bro, don't do it. Bro, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it always ends badly. Like, I'm, you're the first person I, like, I can say face to face, you know, that I'd be like, okay, he, he did it right. Um, <laughs> the Corinne Gaines situation, if, for those that remember, um, what did she do wrong? Hmm. And, and you guys, decide. I want both you guys' take on that. You know what's interesting about the Corinne Gaines situation? That whole thing took place about seven minutes from where I work at. So when it first happened, I saw the police officers flying up the road. So we started to literally uh, hear about what was going on. People were talking first. You know, the streets talk faster than the news does. And so we started hearing about what happened. And, um, you know, we basically heard that she was not trying to go to uh, the court. They tried to come get her or whatever. And then she had the shotgun for them. So I, I think it was like a bench warrant or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So um, as far as that goes... No, as far as I know, she was uh, basically trying to do the whole, uh, I don't know if she said she was a sovereign citizen per se, but she was basically proclaiming her rights. There is a way that I believe it should be done. Um, paperwork always has to be in place. The reason I say this is because if you really look and be technical, the United States is technically on paper. The United States Corporation is basically a paper, pretty much a paper document. It's a 10 mile square of Washington, D.C., and that's all on the paper. So with that said, it's with that said, you have to make sure your paperwork is right too. So um, what I probably would have done differently, again, I would have had my passport ready. I would have had all my documents. And when I got pulled over, um, there's the uh, in Baltimore, it's the Foreign National Police Policy 1113. That's the police policy you can actually pull up. It's a PDF that actually shows the police how to deal with foreign nationals. And one of the definitions of a foreign national on this document released by the Baltimore Police Department is anyone other than a U.S. citizen. So if you're not a U.S. citizen, you're a foreign national. And there's a whole different directive of uh, uh, steps they have to take when dealing with a foreign national. They can't just yank you up and throw you. They weren't even supposed to do that with me. But, like, of course, they'll try to overstep and they'll try you such and such. The police always try to get me to admit I was driving. It was basically Jedi mind games, but I knew what the hell I was doing in that particular scenario. So, also, I'm going to say this, too. Also, you have to be willing to understand how far you're willing to go. 
So before you even get yourself involved, set your parameters on how far you're willing to go before you just say, you know what, let me just relax and just take it easy. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to just stand by your guns like I did, then go for it, I would say, by all means. And your take, sir? Well, uh, I have a more of a, a more of a conservative take on, on the whole issue, okay? Um, ASICs and I work together all the time, so there's no contradiction or anything like that. It's just that we all are unique in our own deliveries. Um, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm uh, um, more of a, like I said, conservative. I'm, I'm, I say, let's be diplomatic about the things that we do, okay? And number one, always provide due process notice before you get involved in anything, okay? Um, you'll notice that um, this this whole topic here um, has been gone over many times within the 200 plus year history of the United States. I mean, they've been around for a while, so it ain't like they're just doing something new. OK, and there are other nations within this within this so-called nation, which is really a federal corporation, 28 U.S.C. 3215A. But. There's the Mennonite nation, there's the Quakers, there's the nation of Islam, they're here, right? The United States is not really giving them too much smoke, right? So the question becomes, what is it that they are doing? Because they must, they must be doing something right. Well, let, not to stop you there, right. what is it about anything Moorish that just stirs the ire of people? Like you said, the NOI doesn't get any issues. Right. Uh, the Mormons, the Mennonites, they come and go as they please, even right. the Amish. What is it about you? The word "more" it just it's like you know what? No, and it, 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 <laughs> you know it's like no, no, they can't, they can't. And and I, I'm and then could you could you explain to that or talk to that, please? You're talking to me or either one. Okay. Well, you, you, I'm sorry. What? How? How? I'm sorry. How would you? Juries, like juries, 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 juries. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so, you um, being a conservative is, is an interesting point of view too, because I, I don't want you to get into that as well. Not not in, not from the political standpoint. I was just qualifying. I, I'm with you. Works. Okay. Good. All right, just to clarify. <laughs> but anyways, um, I know there's more on that. Remind me about that politics. Okay. But anyways, um, as far as the Moorish nation, okay, um, I think there's some good-hearted men and women in there. Okay, <laughs> the issue that, like you said, as you stated, what raises the ire of the public or the officials is the fact that they are laying claim to the whole of the land. In other words, we are here. You guys are all infiltrators and blah, blah, blah. That is a non-diplomatic uh, way of looking at things. It disturbs commerce and it disturbs the public peace. And the, the latest uh, debacle, I'll say, um, was this stand with armaments marching, was 11 more? Roughly, yeah. Uh, it, it speaks for itself. And I'm not against them. I don't teach against them or anything like that. I just believe in doing things diplomatically because, um, quite frankly, I don't see any reason to march with arms. Thanks. You don't have to prove anything to these people. They understand what the arms, what, what the right to bear arms is. They work on Capitol Hill and what's So, you know, it's not that some of them probably carry and bear arms. That's not the issue. The issue is you do not two things do not disturb the public peace and do not do not at all costs disturb commerce and that's where they're getting into problems and trouble let me speak to that part because i remember when i first got into this i was looking for i i dared you to 
question. I was like, I'm, it didn't matter, especially if you're a European. I was like, I, I'm, I'm on your ass. I, I, I look forward because I'm, I'm, I'm like, how dare these people operate in this way? Right. So obviously, we need to cooler heads need to prevail. But yes. let me ask you, um, A6, how do you deal with a a corporation that seems to not honor its contracts, its original contracts with the original constituents? Well, first off, um, I, like I'll use an example. Um, I do agree with my man right here, Juris. He's making an excellent point. Let your pretty much your paperwork precede you. So um, putting on officials on notice is a great way to do it. Um, what a lot of people do is they'll create an affidavit of such or if they have an affidavit of nationality or something like that. And they'll send it off to the head in charge. Like, for instance, what I ended up having to do was um, I actually sent an affidavit of nationality to the uh, Baltimore County Police Chief. It's uh, Melissa Hyatt, and I ended up sending it to her, basically putting them on point, you know, letting her know what the deal was and letting her know, you know, pretty much proclaiming all my rights. Once you uh, get something notarized and put it on public record, record, it becomes fact, unless it's disputed with another affidavit, pretty much. The thing about it is these people being suits are not able to create affidavits because then they would be coming out of their position of, quote unquote, immunity. <laughs> so with that said, yes, I, I think that's an excellent way to uh, to handle it. Putting things on public record. um, in, in a particular situation, uh, proclaiming whatever uh, uh, rights that you claim you have, they need to be. It all needs to be documented. Once it's documented, you copy it, keep a file, and make sure you have that on your records. So yes, I would say that's an excellent way to deal with it. Um, I try to stay out of courts as much as possible. You know, um, again, putting people on notice is an excellent way to do that. Let me ask you, uh, Juris, is there a such thing as a proper status? Because I hear this. All the time. I used to be in, in these debates. What is one's proper status? Is that perspective to the one putting those on notice or do they have a system in place? You know, if the paperwork is correct, OK, they'll give you the stamp and be like, OK, he's in his proper. They're in their proper status. What does that mean to you? Or is there a such thing as that? Absolutely. Status is uh, is is basically your rank. OK, in society. OK. And we've been actually if you go over um, to I think I did what I do, A6-3 post today, uh, dealing with uh, the de defining what a person is, okay? Because, uh, and, and, and if you would allow me, I can I can really give you a rundown on that. I can give you some cheat notes. I'm, I, I want people to visit my site, so I don't Please, want to- Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, uh, I, yeah, so a person, okay, what is a person? I am able to prove to you by black and white letter from Bouvier's Law Dictionary and Black's Law Dictionary that, in fact, a natural person. What is a natural person? A natural person is a a a human which takes on a type of citizenship. OK, talking about status in a particular domestic state, city or federal government. So it's me as a man, flesh and blood man, basically devolving or what have you to a lower status. You ever heard of capitis, I think it's diminutia maxima, mm -hmm. where it's a maximum loss of status. All that's happening is, is a man, flesh and blood is, is basically giving up their natural rights or natural liberties in exchange for what are known as full civil rights. So you take on a completely different status. And there are two factors to be considered. Status or uh, capacity and standing or status and standing. 
Okay. Standing is your relationship to something. Um, An example would be if you take a paternity test, you are establishing a legal relationship to the child. Mm -hmm. That's standing. Okay. And then your status, again, is your rank in that society. So that this is all having to do with status. So if you are calling yourself a citizen, okay, by definition, you are taking, you are joining a membership in a political community. And I asked you to remind you, remind me about political politics. What are politics? Politics is the science of government. Now, if you remember in fifth grade and biology and all that kind of thing, you know that science is the study of a thing. That's what science is. That's right. Now, so we have the science of government. What is government? Well, if you look at, there's two words there put together, mashed together, what they call today mashup, right? Music. Um, uh, so govern means to control. Ment comes from the Latin mentes, M-E-N-T-E-S, which means the head or the mind. So when you put it all together, politics is simply the study of how to control your mind or head. And if you're a fighter or a trainer, you know that wherever the head goes, body goes, the body goes, yeah. A6. Um, not sure if you, you caught the case with the, the black, I don't want to say black, but I'm using black for general context, everybody. Okay. Okay. The parents had a newborn, home birth. I saw that, yeah. Okay, talk to me about that. Uh, Caesar don't play around with his stuff, man. I literally just talked. (laughs) We just talked about. We literally just talked about this the other day. That was crazy, though. So, yeah, Caesar don't play around with his stuff, man. If you're over there claiming to be a U.S. citizen, you're claiming to be an Enslegis, and you're property of the U.S. government, the end. I I, I think it's that simple. So is this a, a perfect example of mixing public versus private, not knowing which is which? Exactly. Like if you can't you can't claim to now, I don't know what papers they filled out at the hospital or what have you, but you can't move. You can't act in public and try to slide into the private silently. You have to make sure you separate the two. So if you're going to be a U.S. citizen and you're going to take benefits and privileges from Caesar, you're not going to be able to go do this off on the side. And you know what I mean? Because at that point, you're in danger in Caesar's money at that point. That that infant was pretty much registered, correct? Correct. So with that said, that's Caesar's property. So jurists, do people even have a conceptual understanding of what public and private really means or is? Tribal knowledge, but they don't understand the true nature of what's really going on, the legality, okay? The, the, the foundational issue to be uh, derived at and figured out is legal versus lawful. Okay, what legal by definition, Black's Law Fifth is con- it conforms to law. I always do a demonstration here to make it real simple. I like to drive things home. I come from a Christian background. My mom's been a pastor all my life, so you know how they break it down. Wow. So, so anyway, yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, conformity, right? So when something conforms, I have this ink pen. Okay, and I got I have this sticky tab. Now, if I take this sticky tab and wrap it around this ink pen, the sticky tab has now conformed to the pen. So this represents legal and the pen is law, lawful or law. See how it conforms to it. Are they one and the same? 
No, they're no. not. This still remains a sticky tab. Right. This still remains the pen. However, it conforms to it. Another uh, analogy would be a mask. You you know, the masquerade parties and things where you take the mask and you hold it with a stick and you put it mm-hmm. up against your face so that nobody knows who you are. It's kind of a risque, you know, get together or shindig. Same thing. In fact, persona or where person came from is essentially taking on another or putting on a mask or a front. That's what legal is. Legal conforms to law. It also says that it's a construction that is used by the courts as an inference of the law. What is this telling you? Everybody watch CSI Miami? They are crime scene investigators. What they do is they reconstruct the crime, even though they don't have firsthand knowledge of what transpired there. It's almost like they're psychic. That's what they do in the courts every day. They reconstruct all of the presumptions to come to a conclusion. And that conclusion doesn't even necessarily have to be true. That's what's known as a fiction of law. And they operate in the courts with it all the time. Fictions of law. So legal is not law. One is consistent and unchanging. The other one is man's statutes, codes, and ordinances. Okay. I'm going to deviate a little bit. Okay. Is law um, based off interpretation? So when the judge gets uh, the, the, the case, mm-hmm. the case law, and they make their rulings on it, are they making an interpretation of what they believe the law is? That's a good question. That's what that's what the judiciary is for. To they interpret the law. But is that a problem? Because if I have a bias, a, a closeted bias towards whoever, mm-hmm. and I'm my decision will affect how these people will move and operate for the next 50, 60, 75 years. Mm-hmm. What's where's the safeguards in place to make sure that doesn't happen? The problem is not law. The problem okay. is what I just alluded to earlier. Okay. It's legal. See, it's called the legal system. The law is unchanging. It's unbendable and unbreakable. In fact, what they did was, unbeknownst to a lot of people, is they merged the, the courts of law and equity together. Ask me why they did that. <laughs> they why did, did they do that? All right. Very good. Thank you. They did that. I told you, preacher, right? <laughs> Back. I get a hallelujah. No, All right, so, so anyways, the reason why they did that is because there's this thing called now there's this thing called trust. OK. And what happened was people were going away to war. OK. Let's say a man in this particular situation or went away to war. And when he went away and came back, he found that somebody else was living in his house, mm-hmm. was perhaps with his wife and uh, were perhaps uh, using his sheep and cattle for their own purposes mm-hmm. because you left. Losers weeper, or what is that? Losers, uh, whatever you know, you know what I'm saying. Finders keepers, losers losers, weepers. Yeah, very good. Okay, so this is what was taking place, and so they would right away run to the king and say, "This is mine," and they took it, and then the king would find out, "Well, you left it," and what are we going to do about it? Because possession is not to the law. So that's law. Law says, "Sorry, they're in possession of it." There's nothing we could do about it. So they didn't like that too much. So they wanted to soften it. They wanted to bend it without breaking it. That's legal. Bend it without breaking it. 
That's why uh, uh, attorneys have the rap and lawyers have the rap of being a liar. Whenever an attorney or a lawyer's mouth is moving, he's probably lying. Because they bend. They don't break the law, but they bend it just enough. And so that's that's what's going on here. That okay, so the law is is rigid. It doesn't bend. It doesn't break. But they introduced the legal system by merging the law courts together with equity or fairness, you know. Mm -hmm. And so now what happened is whenever you leave your your assets or property and go to war or what have you, you can put that in trust to somebody else that will hold that on your behalf so that when you come back, it's back to you. They'll they'll give it right back to you. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's the problem. The problem is the legal okay, system. It's not law. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up for me. A6, I got a two-part question for you. Yep. Um, what should have that couple have done? Or is there anything they can do to kind of undo the jam that they're in? That's the first part. Second part is when you see celebs um, in, in starting to pro- pro- proclaim nationality, and I'm speaking like Pilar Sanders. She had an issue back and forth with Dion about the, the, the her sons. And then Oprah had chimed, chimed in. Dion had brought in a pastor. To, to talk to the boys and, and about their status when the mother was like, no, you guys are, you guys are sovereign. You guys are free and natural born persons. Um, so what should have the couple have done, can do to undo? And what do you think about C-list celebs, B-list celebs, all of a sudden proclaiming nationality uh, and, and speaking on sovereign statuses and, and stuff like that? All right. So first off with the couple who had the issue with the, um, the child, that's going to be a very sticky situation. We actually have a gentleman who specializes in that kind of thing okay. in the uh, in the nation, pretty much. But it's all back again. It's all back to paperwork and it's a back it's back to legalities and things like that. And as he said, basically, you know, the, the law is pretty much stiff. Legalities are always bending and changing accordingly. So at this current time, um, with them both being U.S. citizens, that's pretty much a deep, a steep. What is it? A steep mountain to climb and a deep hill to climb out of pretty much, pretty much. So, I mean, that's that's a tough one. I honestly couldn't say. Um, now, as far as people claiming nationality being celebrities, I didn't hear about that particular story. Um, this is something you want to be proactive with. Like, you don't want to wait until something is um, uh, has occurred to try to hurry up and say, hey, well, look, this is what it actually is at that current time. You want to make sure you be proactive. And I, and I tell people this all the time. Look, don't let it be a situation where, you know, you get caught out there, you're traveling, you don't have your plates on. And then you getting hemmed up by police. We actually had a guy <laughs> that did this and he, he got himself hemmed up. He knows what I'm talking about. That's why he's shaking his head. But I'm not even going to really get into it like that. But you want to make sure you be proactive. So before something happens, you want to make sure you have everything on file. That way, if your rights are violated or anything is overstepped on, you have everything documented and you can go in court and you can seek monetary compensation and you can get people punished who need to be punished. But again, this is all about being proactive. This is not about reactive. Now, let me ask a dumb question that I, I you might be considered dumb. Uh, first things first, it seems like people want instant results to the point that you were speaking. When they get jammed up, they want to be able to call the consulate uh, and be like, hey, <laughs> switch. <laughs> I've, had too many people, I've had too many people like, yo, um, can I call you? I'm on a run. I said, <laughs> yo, we I started talking to you on Instagram like earlier. I'm on a run. Can I, uh, can I have a face-to-face with you? I'm like, I mean, no. You know what I mean? Like, dude, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Um, do people not understand that this is a lifestyle? This is an ongoing, this is like a studying for a test that you probably will never take. 
um, I don't think people really understand this path that they're asking to go on. Um, to you guys is both uh, to your best of abilities. How many people kind of wash out I'll after, honest, after man, a I, year or two, six I, months? Yeah, I've seen a few people that, that got started and they got the passport and everything. Like, well, I didn't know I would get pulled over and such and such. I thought they would just look at the passport and let me go. I didn't know it'd be that much involved and they end up going to get themselves another license or whatever. If they turn the license in and just getting their plates and going back to what they were doing. But I mean, it's, it's very much a possibility. This is not easy. I mean, again, it's constant learning. You always have to apply your knowledge. You're always looking over your shoulder. If you got, uh, you don't have Caesar's place on your, on your personal conveyance and you're traveling around, you know, you always constantly thinking one step ahead. It's not easy, man. But again, this is not for anyone who's not averse to studying. Um, if you're not averse to spending a lot of money on books, I spent $400 on this book right here. And this was hard to find. I wanted to find, um, can you see that? Mm -hmm. Black's Law Dictionary, third edition. I just talked to Knowledge Well a few months back and I told him, yo, I got uh, this one. I, show, I showed him this one. Jerry, yeah. he called me, he called me Knowledge Well. Yeah, it did, well, his, his channel's Knowledge Well. But, um, so boom, check it out. Okay. This is the one I got. This was the sixth edition. So I said, Hey, what up, man? Juris, I got the knowledge world six. I got the uh Black's Law six edition. He was like, Yeah, you know, the only ones that are good are one through five, right? So I'm like, I spent $80 <laughs> on this, man. He's like, You gotta spend the money again. So yeah. I go out looking for it. I ended up finding it. it was $400. So it's an investment, also. So I ended up buying that and uh, you know, pretty much studying with that thing. You know, just bouncing ideas off of people. You can't be afraid to be wrong. You can't be a know-it-all. You can't be ever. The moment you get to the point where you can't learn anymore, you fail. So that's why I'm still learning. I'm still taking in information. I'm talking to people who are more abreast of the knowledge. I'm still listening to podcasts. I'm reading case law. I mean, I've read a few books. So it's, it's just a constant learning curve. And I don't even have, I hadn't even scratched the surface of knowledge yet. So yeah, there you have it. Well, Juris, let me ask you. Um, when when people file their paperwork, um, I guess they have the the presumption that when they get pulled over, the cops should be able to pull up their file and be like, "Oh, there he is. He's good to go. <laughs> Let him go." That's not how that works. No. Could you could you talk to that briefly? Or also, how does how do they know you let them you put them on notice? What steps do they go through to verify? Or would you have to go to court with your documents to say, "Okay, look." To stop this, the night you stopped me was a legal procedure. Here's my paperwork. You know, is that something that people should be be prepared to do? Because basically, what they want to do is type the plates in. Do not detain list. Okay, let him go. He's good. Right. That's not how that works. Could you no. speak to that, please? Sure. Yeah. With, it, there's no. <laughs> I <laughs> see. Shaking your head. <laughs> this is as as you said. This is a lifestyle. This is not a one-off, you know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, I'm magic. You see, you see people drifting in their cars because they think they got the passport. Come on. This is this is a lifestyle, okay? This is the way you should have been living, okay? If the corporation had not taken over, you would have been doing it this way. The real American lifestyle is you doing for yourself and not the government doing for you. <laughs> That's real, meaning you would milk your own cow. You ain't going to Myers or wherever, whatever store you got. OK, and, and getting a gallon of milk off the shelf, you're milking your own cow. And then if you need to make some money, you're going to take that milk to the market yourself and sell it. That's American. OK, but what we've become accustomed to, I'll get back to. I know I'm I'm still in what, you, what, you, what you're asking, but take your time, Pastor. Take your time. Thank you, thank you, uh, so 
<laughs> so <laughs> what I'm saying is um, we've just become we, we've become creatures of habit. We've got we got all the creature comforts. OK, and all that. And we're taking subsidies and all that kind of stuff. So we're used to we want um, a remedy and we want that remedy to work today. And we don't want to have to do any extra work. And we just think we put a little plastic on the back of our car and call it private that they just going to ride with that and rock with that. But let me ask you a question. If you drive through two or three cities per day, like I do, how many cops do you think are each each one of those cities? Not many. Right. Right. And so what that tells you is you might skirt one cop. You might skirt a sheriff. You might skirt a state trooper. But sooner or later, you're going to run into the one that's having a bad day that's going to check that. Okay, so, no, there is no one off. Okay, you have to be diligent day in and day out. You're playing chess, not checkers. Okay, you're playing chess, not checkers. And so when it comes to wanting to put things on the record or have more of a a stable lifestyle, okay, there are proper procedures you can do. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to build the record. Remember, you are the court. Your paperwork is the court. They just demasculated or emasculated. What is it? Demasculated you? Took away your your potency as a man and made you into a citizen wherein you are taking benefits uh, from the government. And so you kind of lost your moxie. So it's just time to get that moxie back and get back to the books, as A6 was saying. Start studying. This should be an everyday thing, lifestyle. you got to learn to love it. That's the only way it's going to work. So there is no one-off. You're going to have to diligently put in paperwork, affidavits. You're going to have to talk with people. You're going to have to debate. I, you know, How many times I'm on the phone with an attorney who's telling me everything I'm saying is BS? <laughs> and I'm, I'm reading from the Black's Law. I'm reading from Bouvier's. I'm reading right from their uh, website. And they're still telling me it's BS. So what does that tell you? Gotcha. Oh, uh, let me add this on too, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. just to that real quick too. Don't expect to get any confirmation that anything you're saying is 100% fact either. Because like too many people say, well, when I send the uh, when I send the affidavit and how do I know that they acknowledge it and they accept it? I'm like, bro, if you're asking me that question, this probably isn't the path for you yet because you're still asking for permission to be free. <laughs> you're asking yeah. for proof that they're they are acknowledging what you sent. And if you know anything about contracts or anything like that. Um, your silence is acquiescence. It's, I think it's 30 days after you receive right. something. That's if right. you don't get anything back, again, it becomes fact. If it's not rebutted, it becomes a fact, as long as it's on the public record. Well, A6, let me ask you, to your the, the time that you got pulled over with, with, the, with the cops, so could that process have been expedited? Oh, oh, I'm going to ask this. So the time it took for them to kind of figure out, okay, you're, you're legit. Mm-hmm. How many unnecessary steps did they take for one? I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'll be honest. That was my first time exercising the knowledge. I did a, like a year studying before I went out there. Okay. I wanted to be careful okay. about what I said and did. Right. So like, yo, don't just, again, don't just get some information and just go out there. Like I studied a lot. So when I got out there, I was like, all right, I have the basis of what I need to do. And they asked, and my, my very thought was if they asked me to get out of the car, I will get, I'm not going to fight them on getting out of the car. I will get okay. out of the car. So I'd already said that beforehand. 
So um, my mistake was when the officer asked me, if you remember, he asked me to move the paper so he could read the VIN number. That's right. That is, if you uh, comply with that, you're basically accepting the contract and you're understanding his jurisdiction pretty much. So before I did any of that, if you remember, he did not pull me out of the car. He did not do anything of the such. He mm -hmm. literally waited until I tried to move the uh, paper for the VIN and said, all right, get out of the car. Like, I got you now. Come on out of the car. Mm -hmm. Then he started to, uh, now he never searched the car. But, um, you know, he, he basically went through the whole gambit. So I'm going to have to say I'll take responsibility for that because, um, again, it's it's one of those situations where I probably should have asked for the lieutenant to come out. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't answer any questions, and I think that's one of the reasons I didn't get a ticket. Um, well, you know, I could have still gotten a ticket if I didn't answer any questions, really, because, you know, they do what the hell they want. But um, I also think um, I don't I don't know if he checked the passport. Um I heard from somebody that uh, the when they run the passport, it basically has all your information, but they mm -hmm. have to scroll down where the arrows are. And when they oh, scroll okay. down, it says right there, you know, do not detain such and such, such and such. Okay. But I mean, again, and we discussed this on my channel also, the time of day you're traveling is very important. If you're traveling between the hours of, I want to say like, let's say uh, 7 to 7 or something like that, mm -hmm. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Whenever you get a job at a new spot, you get the shittiest hours. Seniority goes to the guys who've seen and done a whole lot more than you have. That's so right. I probably got, I think it was about nine o'clock. I probably got pulled over by a rookie. It was a good chance to do it was a rookie. And he seemed green. He had to have three guys around him. He didn't really know what was going on. He says, mm -hmm. okay, so you're a foreign national. I had to give him the paperwork. So he was looking over the paperwork. And then interestingly enough, they're not even supposed to look over the paperwork while you're giving it to them at the stop because you could be trying to do something to them according to what they said. Mm -hmm. But the dude, he was reading the paperwork and says, all right, stand by. He goes back to his car and he's, I guess he's talking to dispatch or whatever. So it seemed like the guy wasn't really abreast of what was going on. So he probably was a rookie. So, yeah, I think that that played a lot into what happened that night. So now moving forward, I'm assuming they got you in the system to the point where if the need arises and they pull you over again. They, are, they already know who they're dealing with. And for the most part, would probably not mess with you. Is that, am I too far off or am I right, right, wrong? Or, well, let me tell you this um, about a month and a half later, or maybe a month later, I got pulled, I got pulled over again. Interesting situation. Came from my boy's party, had a few drinks. I wasn't, you know, I had like one and a half drinks. I think it wasn't nothing serious. Yeah. I was like, all right, let me go home. <laughs> Out on the road. I forgot to use the bathroom. So I'm on the road. And I'm like, yo, I got to use the bathroom. Holy crap. I got to go now. So, you know, I'm looking for like the nearest spot to go at or whatever like that in the dark. It was like two o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, I'm going to pull up behind this uh, this little mall and, you know, you use the wall real quick. I'm going to be very, you know, uh, censored with what I say. Use the wall real fast and keep going. So I, I get behind the building and I'm traveling behind the building. And uh, now keep in mind, I had the private plates at this point. I didn't have the New Hampshire plates anymore. Okay. So I go behind the building and I'm just looking for, you know, you know how you can feel when somebody's watching you. You, just, you can just tell, you know, there's a police officer out here somewhere. And I didn't, it, the dude was nowhere in front of me. I didn't see the left and the right. Nobody was there. And it literally was like a long, uh, kind of like an alley, but it was like just grass and stuff over on this, the right side. The left side was the building. So I'm like, okay, let me just ride around a little more because I know somebody's around here. Lo and behold, about like, it could have been like a quarter mile up. I see lights in the background, but they weren't police officer lights. They were just like headlamps. So I'm thinking in my head, this is either somebody doing a shady transaction or this is a, a police officer 
or this is two teens coming behind the building to have a little bit of fun after hours. Either way, I don't want to be around here anymore. So I make a left, and I come up the driveway, and there's like a little curb. So I go over the curb, and I was pissed because my car scraped when it hit, and I'm, I'm a car guy. I don't like that. So I'm like, God damn it. So I pull up in the front of the building, and then I see police officer lights. There's a police officer, big cruiser, pulls up behind me. So the guy comes over. I posted this on my channel, by the way, if you check the channel, A-6 underscore grind time YouTube. Okay. So uh, the guy comes over, he says, um, license and registration. So I add, first thing, thing I used to ask police officers was, how you doing? Do you intend to uphold your oath to the Constitution of the United States of America tonight? And I've gotten two good reactions. I've got one shitty reaction. We'll go, get to that later. So the guy says, "I'm of course, that's why I wear this badge. You have your license and registration. So I give him the passport card and tell him I'm a foreign national. He says, okay. And I knew this guy knew what I was talking about because as soon as I said that, he says, okay, where do you receive your mail? He knew what I was talking about. So okay. I said, I gave him my, I gave him the uh, information he asked for, I get in care of. And um, he basically said, okay, do you have anything else with the car? Because, you know, the tag is, it's not a, a Maryland tag. I said, no, nah, this is all I have. He said, all right, sit tight. He comes back like maybe five minutes later. And he was like, um, here you go. You're all good to go. Now, I just noticed you you hopped over a curb or whatever. Just be very careful when you're riding around. Um, be safe and just have a good night. He left. Whole transaction took 10 minutes. Now, this was after the first time I got pulled over. So I'm not sure if, you know, he looked at the passport or if the guy that I got stopped with the first time made a little note leave this guy alone. This guy's, this guy's a sovereign citizen, whatever the hell, you know, they, they like to try to pin that that charge on you. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened the second time. And it was the third time I got pulled over, too, cruising up the road. And the, this guy was pretty much late at night again. And this guy was definitely looking for something to pull somebody over with. So he gets behind me, he sees the custom tag. And at this time, I had just bought a black WRX. I just had it, didn't, didn't switch the uh, title over or anything like that. The you know, it's pretty much still in the last guy's name on their record anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, he pulls me over, he says, oh, what's up with your tag? So I ask him, uh, do you intend to uphold your oath to the constitution? You're not license of registration. <laughs> he didn't even let me finish. <laughs> 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 you know, he was not trying to answer that question. License and registration. So I said, um, do you intend a license and registration? Give me your license. So I'm like, here you go. Here's the passport. I'm done arguing with this guy at this point. Anything else you got to say to me? All, the only words you're getting out of me is foreign national. So he's like, where's your uh, where's your registration? I'm a foreign national. Oh, do you have uh, such as that you have insurance? I'm a foreign national. Sit tight. He gets mad, goes back to his car. Whole, whole thing takes about 15 minutes. He got another officer comes up. Sir, could you please, good cop, bad cop. Sir, could you please turn your car off for me? I said, is that an order or a request? He says, um, no, I'm just asking you to turn the car off. Is that an order or a request, sir? He says, um, that's an order. I said, I can do so under duress. He says, okay, that's fine. So I shut the car off. I told him it's basically under duress. The guy comes back, right, with the uh, that took my uh, passport. Hey, I'm giving you a citation for non-validation tabs on your... This dude was the nicest... The nicest person ever. Like when he came back to my car, it was weird. Hey, I'm giving you a citation for uh no valid validation tabs on your car. Um, and just left. That was it. And he was like barking when he first left. So I don't know what he saw when he went back there, but <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Juris, can you speak to the the passport types? Um, and then after you get the the corrected passport, are you automatically entered onto the do not detain list or you had to go ahead and manually do that and add yourself to it. All right. Well, um, shocker. All right. I, I don't have a passport. Like I didn't go that route. Okay. So, um, 
ASICs will tell you, you know, I, I, I don't go that route. I've done some research on that and I didn't like what came back. Okay. So to answer just honestly there. Um, now, if you look at the SS5 form, okay, uh, the SS5 form is the application for social security card. Mm-hmm. Okay. On that, if you look at page two, there's five pages to that application. If you look at page two, um, right about in the middle, it'll, t- it'll say to you, um, it'll ask you, um, I think it says something to the effect of proof of identity. Okay. And it lists three articles that belong, that are state and U.S. properties that are used to identify you. Okay. Those three are a non-driver's identity, uh, excuse me, a U.S. state-issued non-driver's identity card, Mm -hmm. a driver's license, and number three is a U.S. passport. passport, Okay. And so when I saw that, I I don't care what anybody else does. If you feel that that's the route, I mean, go for it. I just have to be true to myself. I make a self-determination of who I am. And anything that has U.S. before it lets me know who the master is. And I was always taught to render unto Caesars the thing that is Caesars. Okay, well, let me follow up question is, so you want to leave the country to go travel Hmm. without giving away too much. Are you able to do so without the passport? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That will be on Patreon. People. How about that, man? How about that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it, it literally should have just been an explosion in everybody's head just now. Absolutely. Okay, A6, if you can speak to not, but not divulge too much, um, which passport did you um, pursue? And did you have to manually enter yourself on the do not detain list as well? I did not have to manually enter myself in. No, um, I got the pretty much one, the copper moonshine stills, you know, you know, the uh, use of L one, the one everybody's talking about. Yeah. Um, Nothing too fancy glitz and glamor about that pretty much. Um, Now the thing about mine is uh, I didn't have to enter myself on the do not detain. Give me a minute. Um, Sorry about that. Okay. Um, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, kids running all over the place. So like, um, so boom. Um, yeah, I didn't have to enter myself on the do not do not detain list at all. Um, you know, you know what I've heard about is when you get the passport, a lot of times they'll put you on like a, a red flag list, which means basically you're in between, uh, quote unquote, that they call it state citizen and U.S. citizenship, pretty much, mm-hmm. and things like traffic tickets and stuff like that are still questionable, and you can still be harassed or whatever. Now. To the credit of that uh, particular theory, I did get pulled over about like three months after I got my passport. So maybe that has something to do with it. But I mean, I've had a few police officers behind me since probably about like six and nobody's pulled me over. And I had the uh, the traveler tag on the back. Now, see, I've heard the same reports as well as once they you put on the list, however you get on it. If a cruiser is behind you, they'll type in and, and they'll just back off for whatever reason. Um can you guys, here's my question for you guys. Is the Constitution currently suspended? <clears throat> I'm asking this because of the moves this corporation has been making over the last, I don't know, 30 years. And why they're always keeping us in wartime status. And I'm not so much focused on what Congress does. I'm I'm looking at the moves outside of, of the country and how whatever rights and privileges and it are being infringed upon. I'm I'm of the ilk. I say yes. It's been suspended for a very long time. What say you guys? 
Okay, um, that's a great question. There's multiple constitutions. Let's let's we got to specify which constitution we're talking about. Okay, there's a constitution for <laughs> there's a constitution <laughs> for the United States of America, and there's a constitution, the United States Constitution, pretty much the one everybody's talking about now. That was the one that got changed over with the Fourteenth Amendment and all that other glitz and glamour, pretty much later on. Um, I think the Constitution that was suspended was when the Congress pretty much after the Great Depression happened, if I'm not mistaken, this is when this all occurred. Um, Congress got together and basically created a whole nother, uh, a whole nother Constitution itself. And they pretty much, um, I want to say, hid it under a table or something like that. But the original Constitution for the United States of America, it's very hard to find that one, by the way, on, online. You literally have to go to like a library to get that bad boy. So. I have to say that one's been definitely suspended. And I have to say that, um, you know, it's been debated whether or not we are in a martial law. Um, I've heard people say Obama started martial law. I've heard people say martial law has been in effect for like the last 25 years. I've heard all kinds of theories. But I mean, I would say, yes, it, it probably is. But the one they're using pretty much, they're using the, the 14th Amendment to jerk everybody around. Juris, what, what say you? <sighs> um, <laughs> that's a... That's a hefty one. Um, oh, we lost eight six. Um, so, yes, he okay. There, there's multiples, okay, including state constitution. Remember, each of the states are sovereign. They were, mm -hmm. they are, mm -hmm. okay, sovereign. What has essentially happening, without getting too far off, is that a mask. Remember the persona, the legal versus lawful. Um, it reminds me of that. What was that movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio that was it Insidious? Is it was it called? Was it called Insidious? Well, the, wait, the movie about the dream state and all oh, Inception. In Inception. Inception. Yeah. It reminds me of that, okay? Because that is exactly what has happened. The legal sphere has uh, a, a descended upon the de jure American Republic. It's just a mask. It's just, it went right, it fit right over the top so that the people, unless you were learned, would not even realize that this is something completely different. And so goes the Constitution. They're made to look strikingly similar, just enough so that an unlearned, untrained eye would not even know the difference. So, so it goes in 1781, each of the sovereign countries, you might know them as states today, but they were sovereign countries. Okay. We're under what's known as the Articles of Confederation from 1781 to 1788. Lo and behold, 1789, da, 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 your General Washington and your story of Hamilton and all that debacle came along and instituted an unincorporated association and gave you a choice. Would you like to join our corporation, federal corporation, or you want to stay over there and work hard and milk cows and stuff like that? We can make it expeditious. We can help you. We can get you involved in technology. We'll make your life easy. And guess what the people said? Yeah, we'll come over to the, the corporation, the federal exactly. corporation. We like those creature comforts. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, all you got to do is sign here on the dotted line, but don't use ink. Use your blood. Okay, and then we'll run our nation on your back. We'll we'll bond servant you out. Okay, so this is what happened in seventeen. What was this? What did I say? Seventeen eighty nine. 
the new constitution was instituted, this new constitution, okay, which if you join this federal corporation known as the United States or the District of Columbia, 10 miles square, if you join that, you have to trade something. And what you traded was your de jure American Republic walking over into a fictitious zone, just like um, taking the red or the blue pill. Okay. You can stay in the fictitious world or you can come over here. Well, it's vice versa in this case. You could have stayed in the American Republic, but okay. you chose to go into this fictitious fictitious realm of subsid, uh, government subsidies and handouts. Yep. Okay. I'll go as far as to say, just to expound on that, uh, expound on that too, like things like grocery stores, dude. Like you can actually walk in a, think of how awesome that you can walk in a grocery store, pick the food up and leave. We take it for granted. Back in the day, people wasn't really walking in grocery stores like that. You had to go get your food. You had to grow your food. You had to hunt your food. You had to fish, all that stuff. And it, as, as my man said here, boom, you know, taking those benefits and privileges pretty much is, is a, is a uh, byproduct of that. Well, let me ask you guys this. Have the American people gotten tired? And when, I, when I'm asking is, are they tired of having to do for self? Does that not weigh on a, upon a person having to, you know, hunt, fish, food, sow, you know, build, you, you cut that, chop down the trees to build your, your log cabin, defend against predators? Have people just said, you know what? I'm tired. I don't want to do this by myself anymore. I don't believe so. I don't, I don't think so. I think, um, I'll be honest with you, I would say no, but the, the sense of community has been lost also. Okay. The sense of community has been lost. I mean, and it's been declining ever since. I remember when I was younger, we used to be able to go trick or treat and stuff like that, run around the block. We didn't need no adult supervision because all the adults knew each other. Right. And now, like, yo, you'd be lucky if you knew the guy five blocks down the, or five houses down the road. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, I think it's, it, it's society changed, man. That's what I believe it was. And then everybody's on their smartphones now. Yeah, mm -hmm. it made the world smaller, but people are also more distant. Okay. And not to, not to mention six feet apart. <laughs> That's a whole other argument. Six feet apart. The mask is on. Um, let me ask you guys this. Um, when you guys go to court, if, if you know that you shouldn't have to, do you challenge the jurisdiction of the court? Is that a smart move to do? Is that mandatory as one is, is, is walking down this path? Should the first thing you do is challenge the jurisdiction of this court? Ask, am I an administrative or not? If not, get me to the right jurisdiction. Yes or no? And why? It all depends on the individual. And I mean individual, not person. Um, it all depends on the individual. So if you are not learned and versed in it, don't do it. And But otherwise, yeah. I mean, if you are somewhere, you know, a little bit learned, uh, not necessarily a lay person, a layman or what have you, and you know how to study and research, absolutely. Every rip you get. I do it every time, every chance I get. Paperwork, paperwork. <laughs> Say that much. Paperwork. <laughs> Remember that game, Paperboy would do with just throw the yes, paperwork, yes. man. Hey, I'll show you paperwork. something. There you go. I'll show you something real quick. Jurisdiction is the issue. Okay. Without the establishment, they must establish jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. A court has no jurisdiction to determine its own jurisdiction. Mm. A court must, I'm reading from the case law, 
a court must have the authority in the first instance. Okay, that's Rescue Army versus Municipal Court of Los Angeles. Where a court failed to to observe safeguards, it, it amounts to denial of due process of law. And a court is deprived of juris, my name. Okay. Let me see what else I got for you. An action by an agency. Oh, no, no, no. But my point is, I, I, I thought I had the other paper. Let me see. Wait. The point of the matter is, is that jurisdiction, it cannot be assumed. Okay. It has to be proven. And that's what I go in there saying. I go in there to the district attorney, the prosecutor. I say, has jurisdiction been proven on and for the official record? They say, yeah, it's on CCAP. I said, no, it must be in writing. And I need that to be presented here. We are not moving a step further until you prove to me. And it ain't you, judge. It's the district attorney that has to do their meet their burden. Okay. So, yes, absolutely. Jurisdiction. I'm not moving from there. You can bring six. They brought six deputies. They circled oh, me. All I'm sure, yeah. They yeah. did all that rattle chains and stuff like that. I don't even look their direction. They had my wife sitting. My wife sitting right next to me, or actually, she was in the in the gallery at first. They kicked mm-hmm. me out three times. <laughs> they kicked me out. I said, "You kick me out again, judge. I'm not coming back." You well, do whatever. Go ahead. Well, let me ask you: When you guys watch the videos of the brothers getting hemmed up. Can can you pinpoint what went wrong for them? Absolutely. So every time they get jammed up, you can say, you know what? That's where they got him. Absolutely. Because I, 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 there's one brother. He went in the court. He came out, and they hemmed him up outside the the judge's chambers. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And then I see the the white guy. He goes into the court and basically berates the judge to the point she just bows out right. and says, and so. Does race not play a part in this? In my, I've heard stories. About, I've heard stories about small cities where dudes are pulling this off. I think uh, even juries can tell you. Um, you know those small uh, southern uh, cities or states or such, and guys are pulling this off, and they'll go harder on you. You know if that's the case, and they feel that way. But I have to say, the game pretty much is universal when it comes to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I would. I would. I would not subscribe to any race issues in there. Not saying that there is not a judge that may be, you know, a little biased, but it's usually a bias towards the state, not a bias about your color or your hue. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that is a distraction all in itself. That's a distraction that, that shows where, what, what your status is, what your standing is, your relationship to the, to the issue that shows that's a it's a lower vibration, a lower primitive self that always defaults to the race card as opposed to standing as a man or woman. OK, um, let me ask you guys this judge versus magistrate. What is the difference and who's the good one? Who's the bad one? I'm going to let my man take that question. This is one. <laughs> he's very good. <laughs> Please. I buy out. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Well, judges are. Uh, have a constitutional grant and that under the, uh, was that three article three mm-hmm. or article three judge of the judiciary, the magistrates are 
what did the, the judge told me, yeah, they're um, some kind of assistant. He said it was funny. We all laughed in the courtroom. I've they, heard what well, I've heard mm-hmm. what situations where they will have someone impersonate a judge right. and sign off with some and get somebody jammed. So that happens a lot. Yeah, they're Article One. They're there. It's a it's an administrative legislative type of court, all administrative because they're administrating the bankruptcy. So by your logic, respectfully, if I have an order signed by a magistrate, mm-hmm. I should be able to challenge that. Correct. I eat that up. I eat it up. <laughs> I Interesting. Eat it up. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. OK. You okay. have to. The only way that they can issue an order is if you stipulate you and the other party stipulate to allow them to actually have the hearing. OK. And child support when I had that action. OK, that was my next question. But thank you. We're on the same page. OK, I'm listening. Yeah. So I simply I told the commissioner, magistrate, whatever you want to call them. I said I didn't know at the time that I was going in there fresh, figuring this stuff out. OK, so I'm like, is this an article three court? You know, I, I want I would like a court of record is what I said. Mm-hmm. And they all looked up I'm like, what did you just <laughs> say? I said, I would like a court of record. I said, is this on the record? Is this a court of record? And they and he, he he put his pen down and sighed and looked up and said, fine. And he started writing. And I'm like, I'm asking a question. Is anybody going to answer me here? He said, I'm writing right now. He said, you want to go before an, uh, um, a court of record? I'm going to put you before a court of record. That's what he did. He said, I'm just a lowly commissioner. That's what he told me. Wow. Yeah. As my man said, like, yo, if, if that judge is not a judge when he's taking a shit at his house, that ain't a judge. That ain't a judge. That's crazy. I yeah, I was hearing stories about people just impersonating and they throw anybody up on there and you not knowing no mean none, none the wiser. Wow. Okay. Well, they're not. Don't get me wrong. If you stipulate they are empowered. In other okay. words, if you don't um Aver or demur, remember, ignorance of the laws of no excuse. No excuse, that's right. You walk into their jur- their little jurisdictions, they little mock court set setups, okay, and you sit your butt down there, and they ask you for your name, and they, and and you, the other party says their name on the record, and the record starts rolling. Oh, it's presumed that they have jurisdiction. They're gonna go right along with. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Okay, okay. Um, wow. Um, medical exemptions, because I try and tell people with this thing going down, this uh religious exempt it's not going to work the way you thought it, the way they allowed it to work before. Um, what I, steps could? Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, I have um some of some of our um viewers who are saying that they are. Is this the feed up? Uh oh. Or is it just recording? I see people. No, nah, people are commenting. I see the comments. People okay, are commenting. Yeah. I don't know. Secretary saying, yeah, secretary saying he's he's been trying to look. He said he was on your on super uh, sly all week, and he's like, for some reason, he's not getting the feed. They don't like me like that, man. I ain't, uh, I be I be chilling. Like I told YouTube, I'm gonna be good. Okay. I'm chilling, and they be like, nah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest, though. This, the stuff we talk about, yo, this is not chilling, bro. Yeah, like, this, yeah. is, this, hey, this is why I have to move yeah. things to Patreon now, because it's like, oh, they, you know, I don't even yeah. be, I'm not trying to start r- ruffle the feathers like I used to, and I'm, I'm like, I'm really trying to be cool. Right. 
Yeah, you got the hot boys on the show tonight. So I'm sorry. Nigga said the hot boys. Hold on. We mess with satellites. The satellite <laughs> glitch and stuff when we start talking and start to fall out of the sky and everything. Word. Word. Um medical exemptions. Moving forward now with this protocol that's about to be in place at some point. Um, what's what's the new set of steps one could take? Or is it going to get to a point where if you're not on a completely sovereign level to where you don't have nothing that they have notice of, you're just asked out? Or, or am I speaking to doom and gloom at this point? I'm going to give I'm going to give you my theory on that pretty much. It, with, again, it comes back to the affidavits. Whatever statement you create and you get notarized or you can make just a declaration as such and you put on public record pretty much, it becomes fact. So whatever you run into a situation where it's like, oh, well, um, you know, you got to take this vaccine. Hey, well, I got this affidavit right here. The vaccine is not. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm able to even say the V word on here, but uh, I've already said it twice now. But, yeah, so it's like, <laughs> boom, the vaccine is um, it's not a FDA approved and such and such. You know, this affidavit right here, I've got it notarized and everything that I don't have to take it pretty much. And at that point, it's been already been put on record. So if it goes in the court, they pretty much get run over. So I would have to say, I believe that that's a good way that you can get around something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jewish, You disagree? Well, it, it, it works like this. If you belong to Caesar, you're going to, you're going to follow. <laughs> I, that's yeah, of my, course. my thing is, yeah, they, they're going to cover their bases to the point where you have no, they're going to have little to no wiggle room and yeah, you know, but the scripture says it like this. Render unto Caesars that which is Caesars. It also says that choose ye this day whom you will serve. Okay. It also says I've set before you life and death. Okay. So there's always a dichotomy. There's always a yin and a yang. You have to choose because lo and behold, they have not really forced that federal uh, ID on you yet. When, no. they, when they do that, it's going to be a wrap. There won't be no more of this, well, I didn't want to. <laughs> I'm not a citizen. You get that federal ID, and that's a wrap. Well, yeah, every state has its, um, by the end date of this 2021, real, 2022, real you got to have, have the real ID, yeah. Oh. That's going yeah. to make what they have done essentially be unbeknownst to people that are sleeping out there is they are creating federal citizens, not just state citizens. They're getting they're they're doing away with the whole identity of a state citizen. So what does this tell you that you either get on board with that all the way in? OK, or you come out of her, as the Bible also says, come mm -hmm. out of her, my people. Right. Now, here's the thing. I don't like the terminology sovereign, not because I don't believe in its potency, for lack of a better way, but because of the fact that people cannot be necessarily sovereign as individuals or as corporate personhoods or persons. If you don't have a military to back you up, you cannot be sovereign. If you don't have gold to back your own currency, you cannot be sovereign. So stop with the sovereign. You can't be. See, and this is where I fall out with a lot of brothers in, in the temples 
mainly the Morris Temple, because I'm like, at the end of the day, who are you going to call to put foot to ass behind this paperwork? No. That, you know, and I, I try to be respectful as possible, but, you know, I get called a lot of names for bringing that point up. I'm like, well, you, wait, I need you, to, where's your guns? Who's going to bust your guns for you if when shit goes left? A um, couple more questions, on, and I'm not going to hold you guys. Um, I don't think people even realize the real ID is being used in place of the passport for you to, to yeah. fly. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. I was telling somebody about that the other day. Like, yo, bro, they really trying to replace the passport card with the real ID. You're literally going to have the real ID to fly. You're going to have it to drive back and forth. And they're even going to accept it as like a um, a form of uh, authentic ad- identification. Like certain places you can't use a driver's license like federally with uh, as an ID. Right, right. Uh, you have to have like a birth certificate or a certificate of live birth or such like that. Yeah. And it's going to be a situation where that thing has everything on it, probably even your medical records. Yeah, I tell people if you don't see that, if your joint doesn't have them gold stars, it's 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 going to be useless at at that point when the ex- you know when it's time for you to when that expiration date comes up. Um, let me ask you guys this: How much harder does this make one's life once they embark on this path, or has your lives become harder, or just you have to be a little bit more diligent in how you maneuver and, and move oh, around? Yeah. Definitely do. Like, yo, whenever I'm going anywhere, I literally have to make sure I have all my stuff together. Now, let me let you guys know exactly what this path entails. I have to have a folder I keep in my car just to just to have everything there. I've got the note from uh, the Department of State to North Carolina's police department from their police continually overstepping on creditors, secured party and foreign nationals right to travel. There was actually a letter from the Department of State to the North Carolina Police Department about this i have to have a copy of that in my car i have uh if, if i'm running around baltimore uh P- for national police policy 1113 uh pdf rather i have to print it up and such um definition of driver traveling vehicle like all these definitions and stuff like it's a lot of stuff and to be honest with you they might not even read any of it so uh, you have to have this stuff you have to know it pretty much but as you know like you can tell them anything you want if it's not there for them to see it like the Department of State's letter, and it's not in black and white. They ain't really trying to They're hear. They're not it. trying to. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you can say whatever you want. You can know whatever you want. You can know it to be true. But again, and it's not what you know. It's what you can prove. That's how Washington told you on trading day. So, um, <laughs> again, knowing how to maneuver, um, going certain places, certain hours of the day, family in a car. Like, these are all things you have to. If you're gonna be running around with uh, custom plates on, these are all things you have to think about very diligently. You also got to think about your car might get towed. You might have to be in a situation where you got to go to the impound and get your car out. God forbid. It happened to somebody I know recently. Um, but, I mean, this, this is all part of the game, dude. At the end of the day, this is the fight we signed up for. This is the this is the the, the fight for freedom pretty much. you know. And what they're doing is completely wrong because they're going off statutes and codes and none of it is law. You know? So it is what it is, though, you know? Yeah, I tapped out when you said uh all I was like, I right, nope, nope, no, nah. I'm, not, I'm not built. Juris, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. can you speak to that, please? Yeah. So I carry this with me wherever I go. Okay. I try to look professional, you know, I, I am professional. But anyways, um, again, it has to be a lifestyle. And uh number one, the status is everything, as we started with. Status is everything, okay? People will get to know you. Your attorney general will get to know you. Your sheriff, Shire of the Reef, sheriff, will will get to know you. Okay, your your local police chief will get to know you. So it's not going to be. It's not. It, okay, ask me this question: Would I rather go back to the life I had previous? Okay, would you rather go back 
to, to, would you rather be cipher with the steak? No, okay. I love what I do. Is it work? Yes, but it's not work like it was before. This is me and mine and my estate and my trust and my family and my lineage being developed into my future. There's a difference. Before I was living, paying taxes and doing all these things for someone else and making someone else wealthy. Mm-hmm. Now I live my life as a business. I make the rules. If I want to sleep in, I sleep in. I'm full time at this, baby. So basically, you guys sit at the table of, of, of the, and handle the affairs of men, as they say, as they say in the lodges. Exactly. You guys are at the table. Is that the goal at the end of the day to conduct your business? Um, is that I guess is that the end game for this, or is that just your end game for you guys? Scratch the sovereign, and how about you say that I am that I am. What's mine is mine. I don't play in uh, renting and being a tenant of the government. Hmm. What's mine is a loyalty mine. It's mine. And they don't have any jurisdiction. How about that? Okay. A6? Man, I agree with everything he said, basically. Um, yeah, I would not be willing to go back to uh, the, the life that I lived before. Um, not knowing what was going on, not understanding. Like, yo, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, if I was going to go back to how I've been before, I probably would have already been vaccinated and shit like that. I probably <laughs> would be, I probably would be like a, a goddamn toothpick stand in front of you from the back. Right. <laughs> killing my ass. But no, seriously, though, no, nah, but, um, you know, just understanding 2020 was rough, bro. I'll be honest with you. 2020 beat my ass. Like, I literally, uh, hey, a why behind everything. January 2020, when I don't even remember what the hell happened in January 2020. I think Trump attacked some other uh, country, and I'm everyone, oh, we're gonna die. Trump gonna get his nuke. And then, like a few months later, coronavirus gonna kill it. It was, and then Kobe died. It was crazy, man. 2020 yeah. was jacked up. So it was just a series of questions for me. And then when I really started to get involved in all this stuff and really started to learn, the answers didn't need to be answered by anybody else, they were internally answered. Why are they doing that? Oh, because they don't want people to, you know, such and such. And, you know, it, it just always was answered. So for me, anything I see now, I already know what's happening. I already know what the next move is. I know how to prepare. I'm able to have, you know, food grown and things like that. I'm able to, to prepare and, you know, have things around the house we might need just in case there's a power outage. These are all things we need to be thinking about because let's think of how fragile um uh, life is without power, man. You got no power for a month. You saw what happened over there in Texas when there was no water, right? Man, listen, when the cable go out, mofos lose their head. Uh, yo, remember back in the day, yo, when the, the power would go out in the block and everybody would come outside to talk? And, yeah. Bro, imagine that for like two months. Yeah. That's, listen, that's, bro. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, these are things, this mindset you have to have it has to be proactive. And you're only going to get that from understanding and knowing what's going on. You know what I mean? So basically, 85ers are going to do what 85ers do. This is a lifestyle built for non-85ers. Oh. Okay. Um, you guys have a, a nation. Talk about that, how people can – I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to hold you guys up to this. Um, talk about your nation. Talk about if people you know, w- want to learn more, want your services, and, and seek your advice. Where can they find – I mean, talk about it. Go. Uh, my channel, again, I'll repeat it to you guys, is a-6 underscore grind time. That's my YouTube channel. 
Please, I appreciate it. if you guys will hop on there and show me some report, uh, excuse me, some support. Just, um, you know, drop a comment, hit the like button on the videos, all that good stuff. You know, let me know if you have any uh, information for me. Um, also, I'll drop a lot of times I drop my uh, email in the comment section too. Uh, my email is a six underscore grind time at protonmail.com. If you got anything to say, please drop that. Um, I have to say, um, you know, anything. Anybody has any videos or any information I don't know or I'm not abreast to, I'm always open to learn. Um, as far as the American nation, I'm going to pass that off to my man right here. All right. So I am, uh, as I said before, I am Juris Generous, and I am the chief correspondent officer for the American nation, the American National Consulate. All right. Not to be confused with any other nation out there, including the Moorish nation. Okay. Um, but Essentially, I'll put it to you like this, okay? I don't believe in messing with anything that belongs to Caesar. So I don't recruit for Caesar's people uh, who are the United States uh, citizens, okay? So this is my disclaimer. So I am not here. It was never my purpose here to be recruiting, um, but simply information, you know, and sharing with our brother and, and, and getting to know people and all that kind of thing. So um, this, my, my perspective should only apply to those who have already made their what's called calling an election sure. Those who are already have already made a determination in themselves. It has to be voluntary and it has to be intentional. Okay, according to their United States Code. And so, I'm I can only speak to uh, in relations to the nation to those individuals who have done that who have said. You know, there's something wrong here. Um, I've done my homework. I see that United States citizenship is not what it's all cracked, what it's cracked up to be. And I, I want to do something else. OK, that's where we would come in. And so that has to be something that you determine for yourself. But that if you want more information on that, you can reach out to American Nat, short for national, con, C-O-N, short for consulate, American Nat Con at Proton mail okay and um you can also call your consulate the consulate at one eight three three amercon short for american consulate amercon or the numbers are two six three seven two six six that's one eight three three two six three seven two six six okay and so um if you uh, that that's pretty much all i can really put out on this platform oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. respectfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so also I do trust course education. We have our trust course that will be starting up on the 26th of July. If you're interested in that, um, get a comprehensive um, trust education. And at the culmination, we will help you build your trust and express that private express trust. Okay. For information on that, go to knowledge. Well, that's one word for the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. And you can get information there. Other than that, if you if, 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 if this is something that you're interested in as far as the nation and you're in that right status, <laughs> um, we are looking for volunteers. For information on that, you can hit us up at that American MattCon as well. My final question of the night for you guys. My wife accused me of being a bully. <laughs> so here's my question. Tax child credits oh boy. <laughs> now given everything we've discussed tonight yeah. and everything you guys have been through studied and researched and actually uh, put into action 
What do you say to parents of, of any ethnicity that are scrambling and calling my wife's work, asking, pleading, demanding, where are their tax child credits? Does this signify to how far the people have fallen? I'm going to say this because um, this isn't directly on that, but this is along the same line. So I got Wyman versus James, uh, 400 U.S. 309, 1971. And this is an interesting case because you'll see where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. All right. So the uh, the caption was uh, holding that the welfare benefits were terminated because the recipient refused to be interviewed in her home. No search under the Fourth Amendment was involved that even if it were a search, it was not unreasonable. And even if there was an unreasonable search, the welfare recipient had waived the right to object by accepting benefits. That's, That's it. pretty much what I'm going to say about that. That's it. Okay. Uh, and with that, uh, my brothers, shout yourselves out. Um, any last words for the people? It's been a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be here in your home. And uh, I always look forward to, I, I had a great time, so I look forward to doing it again whenever. You can always call me anytime. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to, even though I'm, I'm going to move this, unlist this, I'm going to send you guys the link to this so you can you use it, chop, screw, however you, you see fit to do with, with whatever you, you guys. And I definitely want to bring you guys back because I have a shitload of questions that we just scratched the surface. Oh, yeah. And um, I definitely want get, to get a little bit more in depth and kind of, you know, go into the advanced class. Uh, if you will, for the next go round. So uh, once again, my brothers, I humbly thank you. A6 Juris, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. Everybody, thank y'all for hanging out. So get at me, uh, A6, whenever ASAP, however you, you guys want to come back and do this. It doesn't have to be um, a month from now, next week, or however, whatever you guys' schedule permits. So. All right. So, yeah, don't forget Knowledge Well Media on the okay. YouTube channel. Knowledge That's Well Media, yep. Knowledge Well Media. Gotcha. All right, all right, knowledge. Hey, my brothers, I I bid you guys adieu. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. Thank you. Peace. All right, I, I hope you guys um, got. I hope you guys got a lot of that out of there. Um, if you didn't, I'm gonna bring them back. I'm gonna bring them back. If you have questions, write them down. Save them for later. I'm gonna bring them back. Uh, I think this this conversation, these conversations are needed. Uh, new member, thank you, Triple uh, A Ike, for that. Um, as you exit the building, please hit the like button on your way out. As I read these uh, fine, lovely parting credits, uh, you are tuned into the Morning Star Show featuring Super Size Seventy Five. Uh, you can find us, uh, me, 24-7-365 on www.onthewakeofradio.com. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. The replays are always on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play for the replays. Um, this bad boy is definitely going to Patreon, so I don't know what else to tell you. Y'all have a good night. Peace.